you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to invite you to open up to the book of Proverbs in chapter 3. We're going to be ministering, beginning a new series this morning entitled Trust. I don't know about you, but I constantly need to be reminded that I need to refocus and to not be anxious, to not allow worry to consume me, to not allow myself to start beginning to feel confused or not sure if I'm hearing correctly, but to always be reminded that I can put my trust in the Lord our God. Amen? We can trust him. He is to be he is to be trusted, he is to be depended on, he is reliable, and that we can always be trusting in him. In every enterprise, whether it be this morning here at Grace Church, whether it be your home, whether it be the, your place of employment, whether it be your schools, uh, just any enterprise, whether it be your banking, you know, wherever you bank at, even if it's online, there's always a banner an invisible banner, over, even over individuals. And that, in, and that invisible banner has two words on it. One's, one is trust, and the other one is distrust. You either trust the person or the organization, or you distrust the person and the organization. And we always have to, and we, we do that automatically. We, we're not even conscious of how we do it, but many times we approach things with a, a distrust. And some things probably most likely need to be mistrusted, but a culture, our culture functions a whole lot better. Any enterprise functions much better in an atmosphere of trust. When there's an atmosphere and a heart of trust, there's a readiness to venture. If the attitude, the overwhelming attitude, is, is an attitude of uncertainty, I'm not sure I trust this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some baby steps, but I'm not sure I trust it. When there's distrust, then, then there's a, 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 just a comprehension, there, there's, a, there's a paralysis, there's a bracing, expecting the worst. We brace for trouble. And so we always want to recognize and, and identify in our heart, am I trusting or am I distrusting? One of the areas that I still, I know I'm giving away my age. I, you probably didn't realize I'm this old, but I, I, I still am, am, am challenged with some of the online stuff that, you know, the online banking, the online applications, the online this and that, and... I had a situation where my driver's license needed, needs to be renewed every four years, and so now the, the new cycle is to have that identification driver's license thing, and in order to do that, you have to show up with certain pieces of paperwork, and I was missing my Social Security card. I had no idea when I last had a Social Security card that I remember. You know, I think it dry rotted, to be honest with you, but... <laughs> but, but anyway, I needed a Social Security card and didn't have one, so the guy says, no problem, just go online. It's real simple. So, went online one night, and it wasn't simple. Matter of fact, I ended up going offline. I now don't have my Social Security card. <laughs> They're asking way too many questions. I trusted the gentleman when he said go online, it's simple. So there's a degree of trust there, but when I, you know, ended up online, and he kept asking questions and more questions and more questions, you know, thought, 
This is getting way too personal just for a social security card. I know what my number is. I don't need the card in my wallet, so I'm not going to answer these questions. I don't trust. I didn't trust it to the degree that the other day I was in town. I thought, while I'm in town, I'll just stop in the office, and I'll pop in there and get my social security card. You've been to the office before, haven't you? I was only there for a minute. Scoped it out, and I thought, nah. <laughs> I still don't need my card, so I'm figuring out a way that I can get my license renewed without the card. I'll, I'll, I'll get there somehow. But that's just an illustration. You know, I'm, I'm apprehensive. I don't have the trust and the confidence that some younger people do, or even people that are my age that are more comfortable with it. I just, I get uncomfortable with not knowing where some of this information is going. And, and so I'll just be honest with you, there's a distrust level there. I recognize and acknowledge if I would have just trusted the process, I'd probably have my card in the mail this week sometime, but I'll get there. But there's many other areas in life, and you can identify areas in your life where, yeah, I could be, I, I, I certainly need to develop my trust. My trust in, in this particular enterprise is, you know, it, it's just not there. I don't trust it. I don't trust whatever organization is that you want to, you know, whatever you might want to identify with, whether it be an individual, whether it be a leader, whether it be a teacher, a doctor, uh, a financial advisor, a financial planner, certainly not your minister. I know the trust above my head, the banner right there is saying 100% trustworthy. Amen. Trust me. <laughs> You know, that's a dead giveaway when people in conversation say, no, just trust me. <laughs> just trust me in this. It's like, really? <laughs> Why are you trying to persuade me to trust you? I should just be able to trust you. So we want to come to a place, first and foremost, before we can develop trust, whether it be in the IRS, whether it be in leaders, whether it be in churches, whether it be in schools, banking system, in our government, before we develop trust in, in, in one another, the most important place we need to develop an unshakable trust and a confidence is in the Lord our God. If we don't have it right between ourselves and our God, if we don't have it right between our hearts and God's word, if we're not at a place, if we're still at a place where, like the way I identify being online for my social security card, that's how some people approach the word of God. Oh, I'm going to trust it. I'm going to get in here, but oh boy. Oh man. That, that can't be God. He wants me to forgive the one who offended me. Ah, I'm getting offline. I don't trust that. And then you might get over that hurdle and begin to do that. And then you come to a place. God wants me to give 10% of my salary. What's up with that? He doesn't need it. He owns all the cattle and the hills, and he owns all the silver and the gold. What's he need my tithe for? I don't, I don't, I don't trust that. I'm not, I'm not going to tithe. I'm going to do it myself. I'll just take care of my own finances. And I'm not going to trust this, or I'm not going to trust that. God wants me to have the joy of the Lord. Does he know how miserable my situation is? And he wants me to ha be happy. He wants me to, in everything, to give thanksgiving unto him. Does he have any idea how much pain I have? He didn't say thank him for the pain. He said, in the pain, give him thanks. And a little clue there might be your way out. 
So learning to trust God, learning to put our complete confidence in him and to, and, and to uh, come to a place where it's unshakable no matter what happens. I believe, as the psalmist said, that it's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's found in Psalm 118, verses uh, 8 and 9. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And the psalmist also said in, in Psalm 5 and verse 11, he said, Rejoice. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically saying rejoice. Put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord because he will protect you. He will protect you. And so... The Word of God is our source of developing trust in God. God and His Word are one and the same. God has spoken to His people. He has spoken to humanity through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Jesus came into this world. He came as, an, as, as the exact representation of God the Father. And in these last days, God has spoken to us through his Son. Everything God had to reveal to us to trust him in and, to know, and, and how to know him, he has revealed to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Jesus and the Word are one and the same. Jesus is the Word which became flesh. We hear that a lot around Christmas time. The Word is made flesh and dwell among us, and we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Well, it's nice. It has a lot of nice, warm, fuzzy feelings to it, but it's more than warm, fuzzy feelings. It, it's a truth that God has revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And, he, and, and, and it's incumbent upon us to develop our trust in him. So when we are being held in captivity by fear or distrust, we are not understanding God and we're not believing him. We're basically saying, I, I don't trust him. I forget, I heard this and I forget what the names were and which particular event it was, but it's something to do with one of the tightrope walkers back in time, I guess before he walked, I think it was Niagara Falls, before they went across the Niagara Falls, he asked the audience, the spectators, do you believe I can do this? And yeah, yeah, we believe you can do it. And he had a wheelbarrow. He's gonna push the wheelbarrow across and walk behind it. And he said, could I have a volunteer? <laughs> guess how many people volunteered? They say, yeah, we believe it, we believe it. But when it comes time, they're getting into the wheelbarrow to, get, to really get all in on it. Yes, I believe this, I'm in. There's no backing down, there's no backing away, there's no saying, well, I'm not sure about that. I don't trust you that much. I trust you a little bit, but not that much. I'm not so sure there's such a thing as a little bit of trust. I guess there is, I don't know, but I really think when it comes to trusting God, we need to be all in. We need to be all in. And say, how are we going to get all in? We're going to get all in by purposing to get to know him. In human relationships, among humanity, trust is something that you can't just demand it. Trust is something that needs to be earned. You can't just walk into a place among perfect strangers and say, trust me, trust me. 
I have the solution. Trust me, I got it taken care of. Trust me, I know where we're going. You have to earn the respect of other people. Trust must be earned. God has won our trust, earned our trust, if you please, through demonstrating his love toward us, even while we were yet sinners, and demonstrating his love toward us while we were yet sinners in Christ having died for us. He earned the right to be trusted. You can completely trust him. And the reality that God has loved us and demonstrated his love toward us and paid the penalty for our sin, even while we were yet undeserving, he did that for us. How much more, how much more can we trust him and believe that he will provide everything that we have need of? It's from the greater to the lesser. And it's the greatest thing we ever needed. God already provided it for us. Therefore, we can trust him for anything that's even lesser than that. Is that a word, lesser? Less, whatever. <laughs> Didn't sound right. But we can trust him. And it's coming to a place where, like it says here in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And we say, all my heart. Say it again, all my heart. One more time, all my heart. I'm trusting him with all my heart. Not just part of my heart, but all my heart. See, when it comes to our human relationships, our horizontal relationships, we, we trust different people to different degrees. And it's based on how much we know them and what the track record is, et cetera, et cetera. But we want to come to a place where we, we don't, our relationship with God is not like that. And hopefully when our relationship with God is based on the solid foundation of trust, then we're in a, now we're in a position where we can more readily trust others and we have discernment and who's trustworthy and who isn't. So it tells us here to trust in the Lord with all your heart and something else. You know, it's not just trusting him with all your heart and lean not. Everyone say lean not. Leaning, leaning, I'm okay, I'm leaning on my own understanding. That's so when I'm trusting him, I'm, when I trust him with all my heart, I'm upright. I'm not leaning towards my own understanding. So I'm not trying to figure this out myself. Okay, God, I trust you, but underneath, underneath this level of trust, but underneath, I'm worried. Is it, are, are you trustworthy? Can I really trust you? I'm leaning on my, my own understanding down here. It's just churning away and churning away and it's chipping away at this trust up here that I really want. My heart wants to be up here. My heart wants to trust God. I believe God is trustworthy, but my life experiences, my own understanding, my understanding, my experience. Well, the... The scriptures knew that, that in order to come to a place of complete trust in the Lord, we're going to have to trust in him with all of our heart and come to a place where we're not leaning on our own understanding. We're not allowing fear and anxiety to erode our heart of trust in God. I believe you trust God. 
You have a, you have a heart that longs to trust God. I don't think the trusting part is as much of an issue as the leaning on our own understanding. That's what we want to be working on. And we want to be dismantling that. And the more I dismantle being in charge of my life and making sure that it goes my way and and I figure it out my way, then the more my trust for the Lord is going to blossom. I am not anything close to being a mechanic. I'm a pretty handy man, but when it comes to automobile mechanics, especially some years ago when they involved in all this new technology, I don't even open the, I, my last couple of cars I purchased, I didn't even open the hood. It's like, just, why? It's like looking at a computer. But I still had this thing for some years ago. I finally stopped it. I, was, I think I embarrassed myself because you see those commercials on TV where they're trying to t- explain to the mechanic what's going on. And then that was me. Before I take my car to the shop, I'd, be, I'd crawl underneath it. I'd jack it up or I'd pull it up on the sidewalk so it gave me enough space to crawl underneath and just one side up on the curb. You know, to give me some space to look and to check things out. And I had this... I had this need to, I felt like I, I needed to understand it to take it to the garage and tell the mechanic what's wrong with it. And they stand there and they smile and, and then they plug their computer in and say, this is the issue. I go, oh, <laughs> why didn't I know that? But I don't know why I had this overwhelming need to know. I felt like if I'm going to take it to the garage and have them repair it, I need to know what they're repairing. And finally, a few years ago, I overcame that. I now trust the mechanic. I gave up on that. I just, I just resigned to the fact I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't need to crawl under the car. I don't need to get dirty. I don't need to scratch my head on, the, on something sharp or, or, or be laying on gravel on the road. I, I, I don't need to be doing any of that because it doesn't make any difference. Same thing with our walk with God. You don't need to be sticking your head under the hood or crawling under the car. You don't know what's going on. You can't figure it out. You might be able to know what's going on with your car, but you're not figuring out the kingdom of God to the degree that you got it all figured out. Now you can trust him. If you're going to figure the whole thing out before you can trust him, you're never going to come to a place of trust. You're trusting in him and leaning not on your own understanding. Has it ever occurred to you that the gospel, the gospel which we proclaim, the gospel of the grace of God, is not a try and try harder narrative, but it is a call to trust in and to believe in and to be yielded to the Lord Jesus Christ as one who is faithful, he is infinitely reliable, he is to be counted on, at all times, for he is constant and he is unchangeable, and we can trust him. God's faithfulness to us is the very foundation upon which we place our trust. He is infinitely faithful, be counted on and reliable at all times. The writer of the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 and verse 23 reads this, let us hold fast, the confession 
of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. That could also be translated as trustworthy. He is trustworthy. He is infinitely reliable. Therefore, we should not be wavering in our faith, in our trust in him, for God is trustworthy. He is faithful. You say, well, Pastor Ray, what is he faithful to? First and foremost, without any shadow of doubt, you want to come to a place of having your mind renewed to this truth that God is faithful to his word. If you, haven't, if you sense that you're in a place in life where you haven't experienced God's faithfulness, you, you've been crying out for it, but you feel like, well, to this point, I haven't experienced that. First and foremost, know that God is faithful to his word. He swore by himself when he, when he gave an oath because there's none higher than him and he is faithful to the word. That's why it's important to be a student of the word of God and to adhere to the promises of God's word, to the commands, to the directives of God's word. Therefore, our benefit, God has our best interests at heart. His word is not a textbook to lecture you. It's not a textbook to make you feel bad about yourself. It's not a try and a try harder narrative. It's, it's, the narrative is, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Amen. You can trust me. Learn from me. Trust me. I will give you rest. My promises are yes and Amen. I meant what I said. I knew what I was saying, and I stand behind every word of it. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So first and foremost, in this, over these next several weeks, we're going to be talking about trusting God. But first and foremost, we're going to be trusting God through his word. So be his purpose to be a student of the word. Trusting God, even while we are experiencing the trials that we are experiencing, the multifaceted issues that come against us, the pressure, the everyday pressure of life, the stresses of daily routines, the fears that we are bombarded with day in and day out. I have news for you. I have a news flash for you. They're never going to give up. They're never going to be relenting. The spirit of fear will hound you as long as you're living. But we, we are coming to a place where I, they're not making any inroads because I'm trusting God. But that, we should know that because Jesus, in, his, in, in, the, in the gospel narrative, was not trying to deceive us. He's very honest with us. He said, I have come to give you life. I've come to give it to you more abundantly. But I want you to know that the devil has come to steal to kill, to destroy. Jesus is saying, in me, I have overcome the world. In me, you can have great joy. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. But in me, you overcome. Amen. So it's a very honest gospel. If you're in a place, in a season of life where you're having a hard time trusting the gospel, I want to submit to you today that it's not the gospel narrative that you can't trust. It's the presentation that you receive. It's your interpretation that you have to date. Yeah. 
And if it's confusing to you and seems untrustworthy to you because you tried to stand on a promise and it was not fulfilled from your perspective, from your vision of looking under the hood or crawling under the car to try to tell the mechanic known as God what the problem is, as if he didn't know or doesn't know. If there's something that doesn't reconcile, it's not reconciled in your mind between a promise of God's word and what you're experiencing. It's it's the way that we have experienced it. It's the way that we are understanding it. It's not that God is unfaithful or unreliable. God is faithful. He is reliable. He is trustworthy. If he's not trustworthy, we just pack it up and give up on the whole thing. If God's not trustworthy... But we can trust him. And just take into consideration whatever fears, whatever anxieties, whatever turbulence is going on in your life, whatever frustrations you're experiencing, whatever apprehensions there may, there may be in your mind, in your heart about tomorrow, the future. God is not the problem in any of those He is the solution. He is the answer. And he is trustworthy. You can trust him. You can trust him. But when we and when we come to a place of trusting God, even while all of life that doesn't seem to comply and and, and to conform to what we are reading in the Word of God, doesn't seem to be conforming to it. But in the middle of all the pressure, the stress, the fears, the anxieties. Trusting God in the middle of all of this is one of the greatest signs to a lost and dying world that Christ is living among us. Yes, I'm living in the same world you're living in. Yes, I experience some of the same stuff you're experiencing, but I have a confidence because I have my trust is in the living God. And so when we put our trust in the living God, it's an awesome, awesome example to a world that is looking for solutions. So trust, faithfulness, God is infinitely reliable. He's to be counted on at all times, and his faithfulness is the very foundation upon which we place our trust. I know you thought it was on, the, on, our, on our money, because on, on our bills it says, in God we trust. It does say, in God we trust, but it doesn't mean in this money, in God we trust. It says we, we trust God. We just simply trust God. The heroes of faith, when you read the scriptures, Abraham, Abraham was fully convinced, you know, that he was trusting God, that what God had promised, he was, he was uh, reliable, he was infinitely reliable to be counted on at all times. He was able to perform that which he had promised. You'll find that in Romans chapter 4, I encourage you to read it. Sarah, when she was beyond the age of, of childbearing, received strength to, re, to conceive because she judged him infinitely reliable, faithful, who had promised. So coming into a place of understanding and judging God's faithfulness to his word relieves the pressure. How many people would say, boy, I could sure use some pressure relieved in my life, the, the tension, the stress. I sure, could, I, I, I sure wish I could find a, re, a, a release valve. Well, I'm going to give it to you. 
understanding and judging God in your heart as God being faithful, infinitely reliable, and trustworthy relieves the pressure out of this faith life and introduces you into a rest of God where Jesus said, come to me. You're weary, you're heavy laden, you're trying, to, you're trying to figure it out yourself. You're crawling under the car, you're opening the hood, you wanna know what's wrong with it. Just, just come to me, I know what's wrong, I'll fix it. Trust me, I'll fix it. I, I got this, I got it, I got it. So this indicates, when we come to him and we put our trust in him, this indicates that we have come to the end of our struggle and our failing self-help attempts to live a godly life, and we have come to stake our trust and our confidence in God's faithfulness, his infinite reliability, to accomplish in us that which he has promised to do. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are infinitely trustworthy and faithful to your word. I'm asking you, Lord God, to just continue to, to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us by your Holy Spirit. Bring us into that realm of complete, confident trust in you. And as, as we open the scriptures, Father, may we see the narrative not as one of trying and trying harder and feeling guilty and feeling condemned and, and, and in this struggle to be acceptable and in this struggle to be pleasing to you, but, Father, we see it as a narrative that you loved us you already provided for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, all that we have need of. And Father, we resign to putting complete trust in you, believing that you are trustworthy. Let us start with that in Jesus' name, name above every name. Amen.